Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Honestly Hannah, a podcast hosted by me, Hannah Coda, where I share all my honest opinions about all things going on in the world. I'm treating this podcast like a diary, and trust me, I have a lot to say. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be back. Um, For those of you who don't know, I just took a couple weeks off. Um, Every single week as it came up, um, as Monday came up, I was like, oh, I don't know, should I post? I don't know what to talk about. It's just so much energy. And like, long story short, I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself to try to produce something, to try to get guests, um, to try to get new equipment, to, and all of this stuff is eventually coming, but also in conjunction what was happening like with my life at that time, with my job, with my friends, and like everything just kind of picked up. And it was the summer. I wanted to be outside. Um, So it just didn't work out. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you get really unmotivated. Sometimes you just don't want to do it anymore and like give yourself a break to relax, take care of yourself and your mental health from whatever you're doing. And just listen. And then one day you're going to feel refreshed. And I definitely feel like I have a lot to talk about that did not go away. Um, I'm not going to recap whatever happened the past couple weeks, even though every week I was like, oh, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this to someone. And it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I feel like, again, I had a lot to say and I really wanted to just like tell the world and like tell a lot of people at the same time and this is the outlet that I chose um but yeah I want to start off there with kind of what happened this last week but before we get into that it is the end of August we only have one more day left in August and it is September 1st I consider September 1st the official start of the holiday season. And I know this is a controversial topic. I know people hate this. And then there's some people who are on the same page as me who are already counting down to Christmas and when they can start putting up their Christmas decorations and start listening to Christmas music, start watching Christmas movies. Um, So I say all this to say that this is going to be a holiday podcast. There will be holiday-themed episodes, so I'm warning you now. Like, we are in August. I'm warning you now that October will have some, November will have some, and of course, December will have some. And then I get the holiday blues in January. So we'll see. We'll pick up. We'll see where we're at when we get to January. But um, September is also my birthday month. So starting September 1st, I will be celebrating. I'm going to share with you all what I'm doing throughout the month. Um, I'm going back on vacation this upcoming week um, to start celebrating my birthday. Um, And so that's going to be really fun for me. Um, I'll see if I can crank out an episode next week. But honestly, I don't come back until Sunday. So we'll see if I can post Monday. I'll probably just post like maybe a little bit later, but we'll see. Um, But yeah, it's such an exciting time for me. It's the best time of the year because my birthday is selfishly, of, of course, my birthday is in September. Then comes October with all the fall vibes as well as Halloween, which I have to say is not my favorite holiday, but it's part of the holidays, so I'll put it in there. And then we have Thanksgiving, which in reality, November 1st, I start singing Christmas music and decorating. So Thanksgiving gets overlooked just a little bit, although I do like to cook now and bake. So Thanksgiving dinner, might I might look forward to it this year. 
And then, of course, you have Christmas. So, like, this is just the start of, like, the happiest time of year for me. Um, so, if you're one of the crazy people like me who like to start celebrating the holidays super early, um, I think either next week or the week after that, I'm going to share all of my fall scents, um, where to go for the fall decor, for all the fall candles, um, plug-ins, uh, whatever you need. Chapsticks? Oh my gosh. I know that that one was random, but I saw that at the store today. Um, but yeah, so that's how the next couple months are going to go, folks. Um, but I do want to say this before we continue on as well. Um, thank you all for being so patient with me. And if you are an avid listener, I hope I didn't disappoint you too much. I hope you keep coming back, um, whenever and literally whenever I post. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this content. Uh, I'm always looking for new ideas. So if you think that there's something I should do or have somebody specific on, um, just let me know. I still plan on having Alana and Ashley over uh, to talk about One Direction, but maybe we'll do that closer to, I don't know, an, a, a date that is significant for us. We do plan on seeing Harry Styles in November. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. So maybe we'll do the episode around then or maybe I'll get them in this month, but we'll see. Um, that's being said, that being said, I'm rusty y'all. That being said, um, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Okay, so let's go into what I just want to talk about, um, which kind of happened this week, past couple weeks. Um, so in terms of sports and everything going on in the sports world, I'm just so happy for football. I love football. I love all aspects of football. I love college football, not as much as I love pro football, but I just think it is, again, the best time of year, but also the best time of year for, for sports. Because <laughs> baseball is ending, which I feel like they've been going on forever. Um, Basketball is kind of starting. Football is, you know, in the thick of it and they're starting. I started watching Hard Knocks with the Cowboys. Um, I'll probably be following that um, throughout, you know, the season, but I'm just so excited. I love football. It it just, I guess it's like a reminder that it is fall. And anything that reminds me of fall is good in my book. Um, going on to TVs and movies. Okay. And I know some of you are going to be like, yes, can you talk about this? Because I feel like I asked multiple people to watch it. Um, Manifest, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. It was originally a show on NBC and or from NBC, and they canceled the show and put it on Netflix with only three seasons. I still have one or two episodes left of the third season, and I was waiting because I didn't want to be disappointed that um, I just didn't want to be disappointed that Manifest was like canceled, canceled, and I didn't want to finish it and like have no closure, have no real ending. I can tell where it's going. It's getting very sci-fi. Um, if you've watched the show, you know what I'm talking about. And we're starting to talk about even religious things and like how they all cross. So whatever. But we have some good news that Netflix picked up the fourth season. Um, one of my friends sent me um, just like the notice of like the article of one of the articles that was put out saying that Netflix added a fourth season. I believe it's a fourth and final season, but it's a really long season. It's like 20 plus episodes. Um, and I'm so happy. I'm so excited that they can close it out the right way. Um, and actually give everybody closure. <laughs> um, so I'm so, so, so freaking excited for that. 
Um, I know I'm late to the game, but not really because this happened a couple weeks ago, but I do want to mention this because when it happened, I had a lot of opinions about it. I, like many others, did a Twilight marathon um, on a lazy Sunday, and I watched two through five of the movies. I did not watch the first one because I feel like I recently just watched it, like, within the last year. So I was like, eh, I don't feel like I need to, to see this. I don't remember New Moon. I don't remember Eclipse. I barely remember part one of Breaking Dawn. And then I feel like part two, like, you kind of just always see, like, on TV, so I was like, okay, like, let me watch the second one. I don't even really remember. All I know is, like, Jacob is highlighted in this one. I ended up watching all of them all the way to part two. Um, and I have a couple comments. Um, and for those who rewatched them with this new insight of being an adult when you're watching it, like, bear with me. Let me see if you have the same opinions. First off... They're trash. We know they're trash. We knew that they were trash when I was a teenager and they were coming out. That's not what I'm here to say. What I'm here to say is that there were some things that were bad that are that are just, like, inconceivably bad. Like, I don't know how I didn't recognize this before. One of them being the wigs. The wigs in all of these movies for all of the characters, were horrendous. Whoever did the makeup and hairstyling just absolutely deserves to just not work in this industry anymore until we get to, like, you know, part two. And she's supposed to look alive and whatever because she's a vampire now. Um, I'm just talking about Bella or freaking Kristen Stewart. But everybody else, too. Like, what's happening? The wig for Jacob when he has his long hair, for Alice, for Jasper. I just, I cannot, I don't remember them being that bad. And they were bad, you guys. Just absolutely. And I don't know why this specific thing caught my eye. Like, I really don't. But it was just, it was, it was just, I can't. <laughs> um, Obviously, the acting was pretty bad. But another thing that I want to, but like, it was supposed to be bad. Like, you know, they're not, I honestly don't think Kristen Stewart and like Taylor Lautner and all them, I don't think they're bad actors. I actually really like Kristen Stewart as an actress um, when she's like in the roles that she was meant to be in, right? We knew that it was bad writing, bad acting. It was for the money, right? We all knew this. I knew this back when I was a teenager, okay? But I will say there were some really awkward pauses in the movie that I'm like, okay, you couldn't have just, this cut of the movie couldn't have just been for the movie theaters, and then there was, like, another cut that was released later. Like, every time Taylor Lautner takes off his shirt, there's, like, an awkward pause. Every time Edward and, and Bella, like, have, like, a moment, there's, like, an awkward pause, and, like, even when Edward looks at her a certain way, like, there's an awkward pause, and I'm just like, you guys, who who put this through the editing and I get it like it was for that dramatic effect and they knew people were going to like re react like this maybe within the first year of the movie was released but we're we're talking like these movies now are iconic in the sense of like how bad they are and so and how cheesy and like fulfilling it is for this type of genre so I just wish that more thought would have gone into those awkward, weird pauses where, like, there's supposed to be, like, some commentary, whether people are laughing or, you know, ooing or aahing. It's just, it, 
yeah, whoever was in charge of that editing, like, I just wish they would have went back and thought about that. Um, but other than that, y'all, it's a guilty pleasure. It for sure is. Like, I wasn't even a Twilight fan. This wasn't even my thing. But I went back and watched those and I was like, I just remember going to the movies and watching these and what time in my life I was at when I watched these movies. And it was just very nostalgic for me. So I actually liked it. Uh, going to music, I guess the only thing I really have to say about music right now is everybody's obsessing over Kanye and how Universal supposedly released his album without his permission, and I'm just over it. I don't want to talk about Kanye. I will not talk about Kanye anymore, ever again on this podcast. I don't like him. I've never liked him. I've never liked him pre-anything, post-anything. I've never been a Kanye fan, and everybody who knows me knows that, so, like, I just hate commenting on it at all, so from here on out, I'm not commenting, and I'm just making it known. (laughs) Um, Going to food, so Starbucks dropped their new fall drinks, Um, and honestly, in, in all, like, reality I do think it was a little early but also they have to get prepared right and like some people do start celebrating fall because they hate summer so much like me but I still think it probably was a little too soon but they do have a new apple something macchiato I did try it it's not my favorite just like you know if stay with the pumpkin spice pumpkin spice pumpkin cold brew whatever you need to do because you know That's just stay with the traditional stuff, especially for fall, especially for fall. And then things that are just going on in the world. I know that there's, or just even in the U.S., there's a lot of tragedies going on. Obviously, like um, in Afghanistan, in Haiti with the major earthquake that just happened. And then um, the U.S. is, you know, going through a pretty wild hurricane in Louisiana right now. Um there's so much tragedy and and there's and there's so much going on and I just want to say you know I am taking it all in and I think a lot of people are and and realizing that <laughs> we're so small in such a huge world and I just want to do anything I can support the people who need help um and that are not in a situation to make their own decisions or to be able to like <laughs> just provide for their families um, because of what they're going through at that time. And so I just want to say I it's it's been a you know obviously a sad couple weeks. Um and yeah it, it's the tragedies are are astronomical and it's it's really sad. Another note though um for booster shots uh for the Delta variant um I've seen people getting booster shots already especially those in the medical field um I believe Pfizer said and obviously the CDC and uh the World Health Organization said hey we're we're going to need booster shots I believe it's 9 months after your full vaccination date um is when they're recommending you get a booster shot um however contact your doctor, but I know people are starting to get them. I've seen it on social media. I've seen it in news articles, um, which I think is just so great. So when it's time to get your booster shot, um, I would definitely go and do it. <laughs> I will be when I when I can and when it's available. Uh, the next just section I want to do is I had you all um, 
answer some of my questions on my podcast Instagram or um, ask, yeah, ask me some questions as well as ask for any advice um, that you would want me to answer on the podcast anonymously, of course. Obviously, I can see who sent in these questions, but their names will not be mentioned on this podcast. I actually got some really good juicy questions as well as um, seeking advice. And the, the, the genre is just kind of like all over the place, which I think is really, really cool. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the advice slash question section of this week's episode. Okay, so let's go ahead and start out with... Um, the first one and it's kind of a question slash advice one um please give me key pointers um to keep in mind when getting a full-time job so i'm assuming like interviewing for a full-time job um i interview a lot of people like all the time now that i'm thinking about it um some key pointers i definitely will say um is (laughs) First off, um, make sure you thoroughly read the job description. And I know um, that might seem a little redundant and you're like, eh, I know, like, you know, whatever. But if you're searching up jobs on like a search platform like LinkedIn or Indeed um, and you're just kind of applying to everything that has the same title, titles and job descriptions and all of that stuff, it can change and people have different, you know, titles for different things. And not only that, when you are in your interview, you want to be specific. You want to know what you're talking about. So I would 100% make sure that you know what the job description says, you know about the company, do a little research um, and know exactly what your responsibilities would be. And if you would if you could see yourself doing those responsibilities. I know a lot of the time there's a lot of general like qualities that companies are looking for, but usually mixed up in those qualities, there's something that's very unique. Um, Like for instance, if they say we want someone detail oriented and they have to work in a a fast paced environment, like I feel like that's pretty general, right? But if the next thing is um, needs to be able to um, communicate effectively with upper management or something like that, or if it's a little bit a little bit tweaked to be more specific or needs to be able to communicate with senior VP and blah, blah, blah. That is because either they've had issues in the past or um, it is very important to them that this person has this skill or has um, that specific thing that they're looking for. And that's something to ask. Um, in my personal opinion, I love when people have questions at the end that we didn't cover in the interview. And that would be, I feel like, a really good place to bring something up like, hey, I, yeah, I was reading this. Um I see that you want this quality to be able to effectively communicate with the senior vice president of the organization. What exactly do you mean by this? Um, It's a really good way to kind of do a full circle moment. Um, I would also say to make sure you're a professional as possible, like even if you have connections with the company already, um, it's never always like I guess, just err on the side of caution that um, even like if it's your peers or whatever it may be, or you think it's like a low key kind of job, um, but it's full time or whatever, always dress your best, um, be as professional as possible. I always tell people you really can't overdo it in that sense. Um, People like people who are respectful, honestly, at the end of the day. And 
they can trust that you're going to be respectful. And the little things like this show them that you're going to be that. Um, I would also say to make sure you know the company culture as much as you possibly can. If you can speak to someone in that position already before the interview um, or somebody who works in the company, just try to get a little insight, even if it's messaging them on LinkedIn Um just being like, hey, I'm interviewing for this position. Is there any insights you can give me? Um, it's really nice when you can transition someone who kind of just understands already, especially if you're coming externally and not internally um, for this full-time position. Um, and yeah, like proofread your resumes and your cover letters um, to the fullest extent, you'd be, you'd be surprised how many of those like get passed up, um, just for like one little grammatical error, um, for a lot of people. And yeah, I think, I think that's it. So the three things or multiple things would be make sure you read the job description so you know what you're actually interviewing, um, making sure you're asking questions and like seeing what specific qualities they may want for that company. Um, talking to someone in the position already to get an insight on the company culture and just make sure you're proofreading all your work being as professional as possible. And yeah, uh, the next one is, okay, so I got a story for this one. Um, but I think what this person is trying to ask advice for is dealing with mother-in-laws. Um, or dealing with your significant others, parents, guardians, whoever they may be. Um, I specifically do not have a mother-in-law. I'm not married. However, I have never had an issue with um, my, I guess, soon-to-be mother-in-law or um, my significant other's mother. I've never had an issue with her. She's literally the sweetest woman in the world. Um, and yeah, I, I've never had an issue. However, I have been in relationships in the past and I've seen relationships with my friends where a lot of the, I think a lot of the issues arise from how they already were, right? And a lot of times um, with significant, or sorry, with mother-in-laws or father-in-laws, they are obviously tend to be older, so they're stuck in their ways and they think that they know what's right and what's wrong for you and your significant other. I honestly would say as much as you possibly can, encourage and empower your significant other to have that conversation with their parents, parent, or guardian, whoever it may be. Because you are going to have this relationship with a mother-in-law, a father-in-law, whoever it may be, especially if you're married, for a very long time. Um, so if that significant other doesn't have that relationship already or is not sticking up for you, it needs to be abundantly clear to your significant other. And that's just through my experience, what I've seen through my friends, you need to have that, that conversation with your significant other first. If the mother-in-law or the father-in-law is still not respecting your significant other at that point, it's time for boundaries. And you have to set those boundaries and set them in a way that you know won't become an, a huge argument. And mind you, every person is different, right? And every person's going to get defensive. I think that's natural. However, I would catch it as, as early on as you possibly can um, to the sense of like, hey, like, this is how it's going to be, you know, and I respect you and I respect you as my significant other's mother or father or what, whoever they may be. But 
we are we are now in a relationship and this is where I draw the line. That does not mean I don't love you. That does not mean I don't want you in my life. It may get to that point at some, you know, at some point. However, I need to create this boundary and honestly just communicate it. Um and I say to be as direct as possible with caution. Obviously, there are some people who will get defensive right away and completely shut down. So obviously, timing, I think, is a big thing as well. Like, I wouldn't bring it up at a huge family party when y'all are, you know, washing dishes together. Um, I would definitely maybe try to set a, a time where it's just you, your significant other, um, and your mother-in-law or father-in-law so you can have, like, a real conversation about it. Um, and then if those boundaries continue to break, unfortunately, it may be time to just break off. And when they ask why they can't see you or they're, you're not coming around, and I would just be honest with them that because you broke this boundary and I cannot move forward with this relationship if you keep crossing this boundary. Um, so there's it's kind of like a three-step process here. I definitely would say contact your significant other or sorry, like have that conversation with your significant other and let them know, hey, this bothers me. I don't know if you see it. Maybe you do and you're not saying anything about it, but we need to fix this. If the, your significant other's parents are not listening, I would then go ahead and take that stance. But again, it has to be communicated clearly, clearly um, with boundaries, with expectations. Um, you know, even if it's just something small, um, I, I think clear and direct communication is the way to go. Um, but I do get the apprehensiveness. I do get why you would be nervous because, again, you're probably going to have a relationship with this parent and you don't want to ruin it. You don't want to be not welcome. So, again, communicate in whatever best way is best for them and how you think they're going to receive that information. If you think it's better over a date like that you make with the mother-in-law, um, you know, let's go out to lunch and let's have a girl's day and bring it up casually when you're getting your nails done. Um, or if you think that, hey, like I'm going to go get you a gift and then give it to you. And when I'm giving you that gift, I'm going to say, hey, you know, we love you, but this is what's happening and, and it cannot happen anymore. Um I have never really personally ever had to do this. Like I said, I've never really had a mother-in-law or even a father-in-law where I've had to, you know, put that foot down. Um, but if I were in that situation, um, those are the steps I would take. <laughs> I hope that helps. Um, going on to the next question, completely different area. Do you think you can find the one, but the timing not be right? What do you do? Do you wait? Yes, I, I truly believe that you could click with someone um, and they'd be your total soulmate if you believe in soulmates or love at first sight, but timing is not correct and you may lose them forever. Um, I really do think that timing is actually more important than anything else. Um, you have to be you have to be ready, and it's not just one person; it could be another person. I will say that um, you shouldn't be in a toxic relationship because one day you know that they're going to change. That's not what I'm saying here. 
Um, and I'm not saying for you to wait until he or she changes their tox their toxic behavior. Um, but I do definitely think that there are some people who meet each other at the wrong time in life. And then years later, it's the right timing. They're both available. They're both in the mindset um, to be with someone else, you know, because a lot of the times people are not ready to be with other people. Um, so if you feel deep, 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 deep down in your heart that this person, there's something special here and there's something I would like to pursue, but I'm not ready or he or she or they are not ready. Um, yeah, I mean, it's completely up to you if you want to wait, but I wouldn't wait like in the sense of like you're texting them every day and you're like, hey, like you ready for a relationship? I would literally just communicate that communicate it to that person and and tell them like hey i think this is something special i feel like we have something special but maybe you're not ready in your life or i'm not ready in my life and you know maybe one day we can connect and maybe in a year two years three years four or five years you meet up again and sparks fly and you guys are are both ready for that relationship um, but it's definitely something I think you need to decide and make sure that there are there's no toxicity to it, right? Um, someone who is toxic and has toxic traits and behaviors are not going to change in a week. <laughs> they're not going to change in a month, and they're for sure not going to change in six months. Honestly, I think it takes years, um, you know, and I definitely think that people will find each other if it was meant to be. I do. I really do. Uh, going on to the next question. Not a question, just saying hi. Miss you. I miss you too. You know who you are. Um, I like to see you, but I think you're traveling all the time, and so am I. Um, but we miss you. Sorry, you know who you are. <laughs> What's the best advice someone has ever given you? I was talk I was like taken by by this question. I was like or taken back, sorry. Taken back by this question cuz I was like, "Oh, yeah, I've never really I guess thought about that. I feel like people have always told me you you give good advice because I feel like I I think of all the outcomes, like I think of everything that could happen, what's the good and bad. I take myself out of the situation and try to give like a third view, a third perspective. Um, but no one's ever asked me what's the best advice someone has ever given me. I know it probably sounds cliche, but so much comes with this in the sense of just be yourself. <laughs> um, I am the type of person who asks a lot of questions. Um, I'm curious. I am, um, a little outspoken, probably too much sometimes, but um, closed mouths don't get fed. And so that's like another piece of advice I've learned over the years. Um, but completely and utterly be yourself. And if you mess up and you're, you're yourself a little bit too much, maybe in a situation, um, I think it's always good to learn, you know, and grow from those situations. Um, gosh, I'm trying to like think of like one piece of information, um, that, you know, I learned from this one person. Um, oh, <laughs> actually, there is something, but it's it's something very small. But when I just said that out loud, it came to my mind. Um, I had a cheer coach in high school, um, and she was there for me at a time where um, my parents weren't. So, 
I spent a lot of time with her and I, I definitely saw her as an authority figure, a good role model in my life. And at that time, I was going through a breakup, which I've mentioned on this podcast. And um, she had been with her now husband for a very long time already. And she gave me some good like dating advice um, that always stuck with me. And I don't even think she knows this. I think she randomly told me this one day. Um, but like in terms of dating advice, this is the best advice someone has ever given me. She told me because I was telling her about a situation where I just felt like I was doing most of the work and I was the only one who cared and blah, 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 blah about my relationship at that time. And she told me, Hannah, relationships are never 50 50. <laughs> and I said, Renee, and me being, you know, a Libra or me being someone who cares about, you know, fairness and like balance and everything is 50 50. She said to me, relationships are never 50 50. Never, never in my entire life has the man that, you know, I love has it ever been 50 50. It is always 70 30, 60 40. 80-20. It is never 50-50. And that's where you grow. And that's where you find commitment. That's where you find love. That's where everything fits. But when you get to 50-50, that's when things start, you know, going sideways. Because you start, if, if it's 80-20 or, or whatever it is, 70-30, you get to learn more about that person and how they need to, how they need to be taken care of or how they need support or, um, you know, where they where they thrive um, and how to really love that person. And I had never thought about it that way. And it is literally stuck with me to this day. Um, and I know that might disappoint some of you and you'll be like, uh-uh, like it's always going to be 50-50 with me. And it's once you're in a relationship, at least where I'm at right now, you know, in a long-term relationship, you really start realizing, yeah, I mean, most of the time it's like 70-30, 60-40. Most of the time. There's always a give and take, always. Um, but yeah, I hope... I hope that was good enough, <laughs> but that's the only thing I can think of right now. Um, there were a couple more, but I'm just going to end it right here because this is where we started, so this is where we're going to end. I actually got this question, y'all. When is the um, appropriate time to start celebrating the holidays? In my personal opinion, it is okay to start celebrating the holidays September 1st. We're talking about Christmas, November 1st. I think that's like the sweet spot. So you can actually like start celebrating Halloween and all of that stuff. But yes, I'm so excited this week. I mean, not goodbye to the heat because it's still going to be hot, at least in California, Southern California. But at least all the fall things are coming. And I'm so, so, so excited for it. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, let me know in the comments and the reviews if you liked it too, if you liked this advice section. Um, but yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful week. And this was Honestly Hannah. <laughs>